Welcome to another episode of your favorite show, The DS Walk Show. I am your host, DS. Man, that sounds so good. But before I get dive into yesterday's NBA Finals, because ladies and gentlemen, we have new NBA champions. A familiar face, a new face, and a historic franchise who tied another historic franchise for the most NBA titles in NBA history. Before I get into all that, because you know, I'm ecstatic and I, it is to me, you know, it's the NBA. And it was the finals. And it's one of my favorite teams. And one of my favorite players, players, plural, more than one, play for this historic franchise. So I'm so right now I'm glowing, I'm happy. You know, it's just a very, very good feeling. And before I get into all that, I'm going to get into some news and notes around the sports world that happened over this past weekend because a lot went down. Like, for example, I'll give you one example right now. In college football, the, the, the defending, undisputed conquerors of the college football world, the LSU Tigers, Lost again this weekend, which dropped their record to one and three, and they are officially out of the top 25. LSU right now is having one of their worst historical defensive performance. And on top of that, they just don't look like a good football team. I think it's about time for Coach Ogeron to maybe he might want to simplify on what's going on defense and find some offense. This is not a good season with LSU. And and look, the coronavirus pandemic always plays a role. It's playing a major role right now in the sports, even in college football. It's just LSU Tigers don't look good as a football team right now. And somehow, some way, Coach Ogle had to turn this train around because you don't want to get the locals pissed off. And I'm sorry if you want to use the word pissed off. You want to get them mad. But when I mean the locals, you don't want to get the boosters. You don't want to get the fan base going. You don't want to anger them because they always expect LSU to be there at the end of the season with Alabama and Georgia. They expect LSU to beat those teams. They expect LSU to compete not only for the SEC title, but compete for the national championship. And at one and three right now, it doesn't look good for the LSU Tigers. So somehow, some way, Coach Owen had to get these, get these kids playing. He's going to have to find a way to simplify both sides of the ball, not just the defense, both sides of the ball. And you got to get this train going. You, you know, I understand you lost a lot of guys from the championship team and you got some key major players from sitting down due to the COVID-19. However, year after year, you always have a top five, top 10 recruiting class and you got to coach them up. You got to get this team going because if you lose again, if you finish, this, if you lose next week going down, well, I don't know, if yard goes one or four, or if you even, I don't know, 
if you turn out to have a average season, six and six, seven and five, eight and four, hey, your job won't be on the line. It's a short memory for top programs. If you don't believe me, just look, just look at having just look at Florida State. Look at Jumbo Fisher. He went from Florida State, now he's Texas and Why? Because the honeymoon phase was over after he won a national championship. And ever since he won that national championship at Florida State, Florida State has not been back. They have not been a good team. And when it's opportunity him to leave, because he know he's about to get fired, he jumped to Texas A&M. What I'm saying is, Coach O, don't let the LSU Tigers be another Florida State seven. Got to get this train back going. This is no time for excuses. Get this team going. Get the train going. And you might want to finish out this season strong. A 9-3 record might get you safe. They might, the locals, the boosters, they might not get mad. They might be disappointed. They won't be angry. So LSU jumped out of the top 25. The Florida Gators won 88,000. The head coach, should I say, Mullins, he won 88,000 fans at the next home game for the Florida State Gators. I'm excuse me, for the Florida Gators. <laughs> you know, I got Florida State on the mind. And my response to that is, good luck. And it's not going to happen. Other news, before I even continue, I want to take this time to pay my respects to the Baseball Hall of Fame, the late, great Joe Morgan, who passed away today at the age of 77. Joe Morgan was a two-time MVP, a five-time Gold Glove winner, a 10-time All-Star. He played in major leagues for 22 seasons, retired in 1984. Joe Morgan won his championship well, Mark was probably one of the best championship teams of all time, the Cincinnati Reds, led by Pete Rose. Joe Morgan spent majority of his 22-year career with the Reds and the Houston Astros franchise, along with Pete Rose and fellow Hall of Famer Johnny Bench and Tony Perez, the Big Red Machines. Morgan helped the Reds win back-to-back World Series championships in 75-76. Cincinnati also reached the World Series in 1972, Morgan's first year with the Reds. He also played for the Phillies and for the Giants. You know, if you're a baseball fan, this is a sad day. Because Joe Morgan was one of the greats. And my hearts and prayers go out to Joe Morgan and his family and to everyone in the baseball world. And another stat here for Mr. Joe Morgan, he has a career batting average 271 with 268 home runs, 1,133 RBIs, 1,650 runs, 689 stolen bases, the level most in baseball history. Joe Morgan was the second baseman. He just wasn't any second baseman, ladies and gentlemen. He was a game changer. He was one. He is one of the best short, second baseman, shortstops, whatever you want to call it, in baseball history. 
Joe Morgan passed away at the age of 77. And I want to take 10 seconds to pay homage to Mr. Joe Morgan, Baseball Hall of Famer, on and off the field. Thank you. And all the baseball news, the Chicago White Sox have fired their head coach, Rick Renteria, today. As again, as they all say, mutual parted ways is no such thing as the mutual parted ways. You got fired. Anywhere you spend it, they fire you. Renteria spent the past four seasons as Chicago White Sox manager. With a finishing record of 236 and 309, he guided the White Sox to a 35 and 25 record this season and the franchise first postseason appearance since 2008. The White Sox lost two games to one to the Oakland Athletics in the wildcard round. In a statement from the White Sox organization, this is not an easy decision for any parties involved to come. You will not hear me, nor do I suspect anyone with the organization share you with any negative about Rick, Ricky Renteria in terms of factory decision. From, that was a quote from junior manager Rick Hahn in a Zoom call with reporters. Hahn also said that Renteria and, his, and the front office have spoken for years about how the final stages of the White Sox rebuild will go. He also said that, that he also said the move wasn't precipitated by anything Renteria did to, in 2020, including a confidential to pitching move in the playoffs or the team faltering down the stretch after having a slight lead in the division. This isn't about any any of the decision-making game. Three of the wildcard series, Han said, this isn't about anything that happened over the last few weeks after we clinch our position in the playoff. This is based upon where we are as an organization and what we need to do to take next step. So to me, this sounds like, okay. So you're a good manager for the rebuild. You got them to the playoffs. We didn't like the moves you made the last few weeks or so during the season after we clinched because we had an opportunity to win the division. We didn't. Then, when we get to the postseason, when we got to game three, you dropped the ball. Therefore, I disagree with you. You disagree with me. How about this? How about I just fire you and go about your business? That's that's what it sounds like to me. And where the White Sox go here is plain and simple. Um, you're going to have to get a guy in here who's going to take this team to the next level. You cannot afford to take any steps back. You can't afford to continue to rebuild. This team is ready to compete for the AL Central Division, which they showed this past season. So now it's about to take that next step. Now we got to compete with the Oakland Athletics, the New York Yankees, the Houston Astros of the world, the Tampa Bay Rays of the world. Because now you want to compete for the AL title and for World Series. This is about putting a team together out there and take those young guys who perform up to their expectations. It's about getting them to get even better, bring in a manager that's going to take this team and beat not only those clubs who I just mentioned, 
but it's also about beating the Minnesota Twins and the Cleveland Indians. Because they're, they're two main rivals and competitors in the AL Central. The Chicago White Sox can't afford to drop the ball on his next hire. Rick Hahn has to be on point. He has to be on money. He needs, a, needs to get a manager here who the players are going to play for, who the players going to respect, and more importantly, who's going to put these players in the right position to succeed. So it's going to be some interesting. Now, you're going to hear the Freddie Gonzalez in the world. You're going to hear Marcus Timms of the world. You're going to hear Alex Cora. You're going to hear A.J. Hinch. And you're going to hear some some new up-and-coming bench managers or pitching coaches or hitting coaches who we, I, haven't, I haven't mentioned that's going to be talked about. The bottom line is you got to get the right fit for this team. And hopefully the White Sox will make the right choice. In other news, let's go to the NFL. The Atlanta Falcons come to second team this season to fire their head coach. And they did. They fired Dan Quinn. And they fired their longtime GM as well. Now, we're going to give a little statement here from the Atlanta Falcons and their owner. Let's see. Let me see if I can find it. I remember it was up. Ladies and gentlemen. Okay, here we go. All right. So Arthur Blanks parted away with Coach Dan Quinn and man, general manager Thomas Demetra after going to own fast start. Basically, big time. After they lost yesterday to the Carolina Panthers, defense coordinator Raheem Morris was named interim head coach, while president slash CEO Rich McKay was designated to oversee the day day operations of interim as interim GM. Now, let's put it like this. Dan Quinn saved his job last season by going 6-2 down the stretch. We all know, if you don't know, Arthur Blanks is not the type of guy to fire any coach or gym during the season. That's not his style. That's not what he do. But, however, he, there's always an exception when your team got to over fast start and there's big expectations. Arthur Blanks has big expectations for this Atlanta Falcons team. Because he expected him to compete for the division and get back to the Super Bowl. Now, Dan Quinn has been wobbling for the last few years or so. For whatever reason, a defensive guy who the Falcon defense for the first few years or so, three years, was playing great. Somehow they lost their identity. And along those lines, they lost their identity. The offense looked really bad. Dan Quinn, I'm quite sure he probably did everything he could to get this team back on track, but it just didn't happen. And, you know, these things are happening. This this firing was was going to happen. Whether began whether right now or yesterday, or in the season if the Falcons were, were not in contention. This is going to happen. You know, just like uh, the Texans when they fired Bill O'Brien. That was going to happen. 
Okay, when when you got quarterbacks, when teams invested a lot of money into players, they expect a good return. And look, you get to a point in time where a lot of times the players just turn tune out their coaches. They get tired of hearing the same message every day. And when that happens, it's time to make a move. Now I'm quite sure you're gonna players gonna come out and say they're gonna miss Dan Quinn. He didn't lose the locker room. In reality, he did. That's how losing starts. When players don't listen to you no more. When players stop playing for you. When players are not making the same play as they were in in the past. That's how the losing start. That's how you start losing the locker room, and that's how you lose your job. I'm quite sure a lot of guys there respected Dan Quinn. They love Dan Quinn. They love Thomas Demetra. Demetra. They these guys did a, a lot of good things for the Atlanta Falcons franchise. By the end of the day, they just weren't successful. And along those lines, you also got a question: What Matt Ryan's future going to be with the Atlanta Falcons? And Arthur Blank, who expressed admiration for Matt Ryan. He did not fully commit to the one-time MVP as a quarterback of the future as the franchise searches for a new head coach and journey manager. So you got to understand why he did not give him a fully endorsed because a new coach and new GM is going to want his own coach. He's going to want his own quarterback. And there's nothing wrong with Matt Ryan. I think Matt Ryan is a very good quarterback. Is he the face of your franchise? Yes, he is. But has he shown in these last two years? No, he hasn't. So there are some questions about Matt Ryan. And if I'm Arthur Blank, I won't commit to him either. I have to see how things are going to play out the rest of this season. Because for Matt Ryan to have a bad game like he did yesterday, that's unacceptable. Very unacceptable. The only positive thing about that game was Tyler Gurley looked good. Then Calvin really is breaking out. And the bad, the worst thing about this whole thing is that Julio Jones, who has everyone say was the best receiver in football, cannot stay healthy. And so if you are the blank, you kind of scratch your head. I paid this guy a lot of money. He can't stay healthy. So stay tuned what goes down, what's going to happen in Atlanta, because I don't think that this is going to be the last move that the Falcons make. I mean, Matt Ryan is a 35-year-old quarterback. He's about to be past his prime. So we're going to see. He's he's no spring chicken. I mean, man's in his 13th year, so we're going to see what happened with Matt Ryan. And then we're going to see what happened with Julio Jones. We're going to see what happened to a lot of the veteran players who are still there. And other news, that Prescott suffered a horrible injury yesterday. And when I mean horrible, I mean, uh, if you watch ESPN, they do everything they can to block it out because, <laughs> I mean, it, it's uh, nothing you don't want to see. But Dan Prescott tore up his ankle yesterday. And he, also, and he also had right ankle surgery yesterday as well. So he is out four to six months. And if you're a Cowboy fan, that's kind of disheartening because that Prescott was your best player. He's a leader in the locker room, leader on the field, and now he won't be there. Now you got to turn to Andy Dalton, 
and he's going to take over the reins and starting quarterback. So you kind of wonder what Dallas has to do now. Well, number one, before I get to what the, the state the Cowboy made with that Prescott, I'm going to get to what the Cowboys have to do. You're going to have to convert to the old way. You will have to now give Ezekiel Elliott the ball. He is Ezekiel Elliott will have to be the focus point of this offense here on out. If the Cowboys going to get to the playoffs, win the division, Ezekiel Elliott going to have to lead the way. Because can't play the same style for the same system with Andy Dalton back there as your quarterback. He is not the same type of quarterback as that Prescott. So you're going to have to convert back to the old way and run the and do play action. Next, Jerry Jones and the Jones family dropped the ball that press time. They should have locked him up to a long term deal. Now Dak is down, out for the season. He won't be back to play, do any football activities April, but more likely, more like May. And you know he's going to sign that price $37.1 million because. You already know the Jones want to pay him $40 million. And Dak wants a short-term deal. He wants a four-year deal, not a five- or six-year deal. So if you're the Jones family, you get the deal done. You give Dak what you want. Because it does, to me, it doesn't matter what Andy Dalton goes or does here right now. I don't care if he goes 9-2, and 10-3, lead the Cowboys to a division title in the first and a second-round win or by whatever it is. Danny Dalton is not gonna lead the team, not gonna lead the Dallas Cowboys to a Super Bowl. That Prescott will lead the Dallas Cowboys to a Super Bowl. So if you're the Jones family, you need to get off your butts, come back, and in the end of the season, give Dak his deal. But he's your franchise player, he's your franchise quarterback. They don't grow on trees. You can't find them. You have one. Take care of him or risk losing him. That's just the bottom line. That Prescott will be 100% next season. He will recover from this. He will be 100%. If you're a Cowboys fan or you love, if you love the Cowboys, you better hope the Joneses do the right thing and pay that Prescott his money. Now, on to the best news of the day. The Los Angeles Lakers, a historic franchise, Won their 17th championship last night by beating the Miami Heat in a blowout fashion. One hundred six ninety-three. One two games too. The Lakers were led by Anthony Davis, nineteen points, fifteen rebounds, and by the rainy. Four-time right now. Four-time MVP. The greatest player of his generation. And probably, probably will go down. The greatest player of all time. LeBron James. In a game in the series in the season. That the Lakers dedicated to the late great Kobe Bryant. Who died tragically in a helicopter crash. The Los Angeles Lakers set out. And conquered. Their goal, winning their 17th title. 
it was a beautiful moment if you're a Laker fan, but it also it was a beautiful moment for your Lakers player, Laker organization. Through everything that was going on in that organization and what's going on here in the world right now. And for the Lakers to dedicate their win to the great Kobe Bryant and overcome all the obstacles, overcome all the battles, overcoming everyone's prediction that the Clippers going to beat them, the Clippers going to be that in the season. The Lakers are a good team, but they're not a good mixed bunch. And how many times have we heard that? How many times that we have heard LeBron James say, we are built different. Don't worry about no, we're built different. And he's right, this team was built different. And that's why this team, in my opinion, will be back next season. We'll be in the finals next season. Now, some of those same players might not be back, but the Lakers are built different. This team slowly is built on defense and the playmaker LeBron James and the big time playmaking of playing both ends of the court of Anthony Davis. The Lakers aren't going nowhere, ladies and gentlemen. As long as LeBron James are playing a high level basketball, as long as AD is playing like he's the best player in the league, and as long as the role players are playing defense to hit Tommy shots, three-point shots, the Lakers are not going nowhere. It, it goes to show you, because they dominated when they, when they got to the playoffs. They beat the Portland Trail Blazers four games to one. They spotted the Houston Rockets again, beating them four games to one. They beat down the Denver Nuggets four games to two. And they beat a Miami Heat team that no one they said we're gonna get there, but this is the Jalen Jacoby show. Jacoby only predicted this. They beat a Miami Heat team that's very good and led by one of the best two-way players in basketball, Jimmy Butler. And before I continue, shout out to the Miami Heat. They took the Lakers to the max. They gave the Lakers all they had. Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, Jay Crowder, Gordon Dronich. Bam. They gave the Lakers all they had. Iggy. They gave the Lakers all they had that came up short. You got to give the Miami a lot of credit. They took it to the Lakers. And for those who think that's just a one-year one hit, the Miami Heat will be back. They will be back there. They will be back next season. It might gonna be a little tougher, but make no mistake about it. Jimmy Butler elevated his game. He elevated the young players, of Miami Heat. They're gonna be back next season. Again, you know, the Milwaukee Bucks gonna be better. The Philadelphia 76ers, the Toronto Raptors, and the Brooklyn Nets, when they get KD and Kyrie Irving back, it's gonna be a tough road, but they're gonna be there. Just like the Lakers. The Denver Nuggets gonna be gonna be better. The Golden State Warriors gonna reload and come after them boys. The Dallas Mavericks on the up and coming. They're hungry. They're gonna they're gonna go after them. And the Clippers, they're gonna be there. So the road back is gonna be tough for both teams. But right now, it's it's about La La Land, baby. 
It's about La La Land. And it's about LeBron James breaking history of being the first player to not only lead three teams to a championship, but being MVP of all three teams. And not only that, it's about LeBron James getting his damn respect that he deserved. It's about, excuse me, it's about the Lakers being back on top. And it's about basketball. It's about the NBA showing everybody how the game should be played and how the playing the bubble works. That's what I mean, how the game should be played. It just showed everybody, get everybody the blueprint on if you got a bubble, you do it right, you present it the right way, it will work out. Hopefully college basketball take notice. Hopefully college hockey took notice. As for the parade, the parade won't happen until it's safe. However, that ain't stopped the ain't stopped the Lakers fans from last night celebrating by the Staples Center. And if you listen closely, you heard the chance of Kobe. Kobe. But if you seen the, the sights, you would have seen uh, someone rolled up during the celebration in a bubble. It was great. I seen the clip on it, and it was funny as heck. But I enjoyed it. This has been the DL Vlog Show, guys. Thank you guys for listening. Tomorrow, we're going to cover more in the NBA Finals and what's next to be for the Lakers and the NBA. You guys enjoy your Monday. I'm out. Peace.